747. Oh, heck, in a matter of seconds, it'll be 748. We've got a little extra time because it's very important. Earlier this week, our people poll conversation around uh, the fire department, our question started, do, does La Crosse need a fifth fire station? And uh, evolved over a period of uh, time into, does La Crosse need a full-time fire department? Uh, fire Chief Ken Gilliam got the word that we were talking about him and his peeps. And so, hey, can I come in and talk a little about that so that people fully understand? And, of course, the answer is, heck, yeah. And we've got a little babka treat for you just for coming. Uh, the Merry smell Christmas. of cooking bread over there is wonderful. Pretty darn you good. You can't huh? tell my wife I'm eating bread. Great. Well, don't yeah. tell her. And don't tell her that I it's got I stepped on a cocos. scale the other day, too. Yeah. I do listen. So. Uh, yeah. Well, and I appreciate that. <laughs> thanks yesterday for the donuts, and uh, today it's my turn to return it. Yep. And thanks to Great Harvest for supplying us with that treat. All right. So... Full-time or part-time, does does the decision have as much to do with the size of a, of a community uh, as anything else? Real easy to think of a small community. A small community with a ton of money still doesn't really warrant a full-time fire department, do they? Right. So um, I appreciate that. And I, I didn't hear the exact quotes that were made. I did hear about the conversation. I, I, while I try to listen every day, I can't listen to everything all the time. Sure, I get it. Um, so I won't quote anybody, but I, I wanted to kind of address the conversation Remind me that to ensued. tell him about the Wisdom app later in case he wants to yeah. hear the whole package. Okay. Um, so La Crosse Fire Department, just want to talk a little bit about it. Um, been around for 150 plus years. Uh, core values are respect, integrity, service, and a pursuit of excellence. Uh, we're self-measuring, and um, we're doing a lot of things. So for someone to come along and start to attack us and kind of devalue the organization, uh, that's where I just thought it was time maybe I come in and we talk a little bit about our organization. I don't think it just it, in uh, it, in support of callers, I don't think anyone was attacking. Nobody said anything nasty about the rip-off artists at the fire department and we're just getting screwed and tattooed. But they all, <laughs> uh, because I don't think people, I, I don't think very many people, certainly we didn't hear anybody who was talking about, oh, Ken Gilliam, all he wants is our money. Build a fire station, then what? Then he'll want solid gold more, trucks. More, more, and, more, more, more. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I get it. So I think it's a, it's a really large conversation, and we're going to try and summarize it in 10 minutes here. But um, as you look at the fire department, we're, we're running quite a few things. Um, not only are we doing fire suppression, which we're, we're good at, um, we're also doing medical emergencies, quite a bit of them. Uh, we support a hazardous materials team that uh, deals with tanker and rail incidents. We support a radiological field team assessment that deals with nuclear incidents for the site of the state, one or two in the state. Our hazmat team is part of a statewide consortium, and we actually respond uh, primarily to the nine counties surrounding us. Uh, we've got a technical rescue team that supports the state uh, Wisconsin Task Force One USAR team. Uh, that technical rescue involves the bluff rescues that we do here, uh, confined space for the, uh, the industries served here, trench and excavation rescue. Uh, we've got a nationally recognized and awarded uh, vehicle extrication team for car accidents that happen. Uh, we've got a tactical EMS group that works with our city's police department SWAT team. So every time they're doing a, uh, a raid or a, a bus, there's a, there's a fire paramedic sitting in the middle of that pack to uh, help out civilians that may get injured or, God forbid, a cop that may get injured. Um, and, of course, then the fire yeah. department there in case the building catches on. Yeah, fire. we've got a water rescue team. Everybody's trained to uh, throw on a, a special suit and get out on an ice shelf for somebody that uh, maybe tested the ice a little bit too early or too late. Um, we've got a dive team, and we're sponsoring all this weight, and along with that comes a tremendous amount of certifications and training. So while the average fire department uh, probably does anywhere from 
10 to 15 hours of training a month. Uh, our personnel on the average across the year are probably doing in excess of 25 hours a month, and we measure that stuff. Um, beyond that, to the core of our business is the fire stuff. Yeah, but uh, so let me just stop for a sure. second, because everything you just mentioned is above and beyond a group of men and women who squirt water on a fire. Right. Everything you just mentioned. And we the vast spent, majority of the public we, thinks we're, we're cool guys and right. gals that sit on the fire rig and have well, a Well, and, and, and I, yeah. it's important to me that listeners understand that the, the, the lacrosse fire department is not just a bunch of guys uh, and girls who squirt water on a garage fire. Right on. They, uh, there's a ton of expertise recognized nationally, recognized in the state with state responsibilities because lacrosse is way over here on the west side of the state. Uh, we don't have to, when there's an emergency, we don't have to call Eau Claire and say, please come down. There's an issue. And they right say, on. sure, we'll be there in 90 minutes. In the meantime, 90 minutes. Right. Yikes. Yeah, we have all of that right here in lacrosse. And, and I think at the core of our business, it's good for the citizens to know we're putting out reports. But if you talk to our medical director, uh, Dr. Eberlein at Gunderson, um, you know, the lacrosse statistics for cardiac arrest survival rates are probably double of the national average. There's some great things happening medically here with our, te- with our uh, partners at Mayo and Gunderson. Um, at the fire attack level, we're, we're containing all fires. 98, 99% of fire calls that we go to actual working fires, we contain them to the room of origin or pre-flashover conditions. And that's all based on that, that response goal of ours of, of windshield time from station to an incident of four minutes or a total response force of, a, of at least 14 or 15 firefighters within the first eight minutes of an incident. So all that stuff, all those technical teams, all of the additional work we're doing, and those goals that we've set for the community, that comes at a price. It's a, it's a huge training price. It's a huge staffing price. And as you get out into more rural areas, um, yeah, the, the question is, can they afford that? Absolutely not. I, I understand budgets. As we support the region, though, and I think it feeds into the regional discussion that I've been kicking along in with you guys for a couple of years now, as you look at it regionally, on those really less frequent, very high-risk calls, the neighboring communities are using us. But if you light a house on fire, not necessarily. And we've got mutual aid agreements that were in place before I got here. We've got a statewide MABUS, which is a mutual aid box alarm system uh, that was set up prior to me getting here. And there's no cost. I keep hearing from different community members that there's there's costs associated. And, and back 20 and 30 years ago, there was. But we're trying to work well with our neighbors. And I think the elected officials are allowing us to deal with the public safety emergency as best we can with what's in the region. Sure. That leads into the current issue that's kind of been in the news a little bit about uh, the county stepped up. A, a professor at the U contacted the Wisconsin Policy Forum. Uh, they've come in as an independent opportunity to do an assessment of just shared fire and EMS services. Not, not mergers, not hostile takeovers, just what would it look like? What are the options to work better together? Sure. Um, that included all eight fire departments in La Crosse County as well as La Crescent. Uh, the last count I heard, uh, the county uh, LAPC is, uh, or, is coordinating that. Uh, Steve O'Malley at the county is kind of uh, taking the lead on that. And the county is actually funding it. They don't even have a fire department, but they're kind of sitting as a mediator sure. saying, let's host it. And they're yeah. paying for it so there's no cost to municipality. Three of the nine fire departments are choosing not to take part in that. And, and I'm wondering if those, really? the members of those communities understand what's going on with that. 
Three, do you want to mention it? you want to name some No, names? you guys have investigative journalists. Right. Well, the yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm not picking on anybody today, but what I'm saying Three is... Three of nine fire departments don't want to even participate in a study, in a survey that might show how they could protect their community uh, more efficiently. Correct. We don't care. So I, I would hope wow. that people... I, I can tell you that lacrosse is in, and I'm not going to speak for any other departments, and I know that politically people are still encouraging people to be involved, as am I. Um, all of the communities around us... Um, there's a lot of he said, she said, and what I said. Um, if anybody wants to know what I said, give me a call direct. My cell phone's on my office phone. It's not hard to track me down. I'd, I'd love to talk with anybody about it. Um, but what I'm trying to do is say, can we work better regionally and geographically? Does it make sense to have fire trucks crisscrossing through each other's boundary zones and a, a truck from Shelby or Stoddard being called first to Campbell versus a rig from a fire station two miles away. Sure. Vice versa, Campbell and La Crescent crossing over to the other side of the city. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that the first rig down to the south of La Crosse was a, a truck from north of La Crosse. Right, no. from on Alaska. So there's 50 years of history that led to that. I just showed up saying, hey, we should stop and we should mend some fences and we should fix this. Yeah. Um, now there's a study out there to talk about it, um, and we're dealing with all kinds of dynamics from communities that haven't necessarily got along the greatest over the years on issues like sewers and whatnot to unionized labor and passionate volunteers, and, and God bless them all. I love what everybody's doing. I'm just uh, asking people to maybe stop with the cheap shots, calling you guys, and just talking about well, and, divisively and tearing apart a really good thing that this community has certainly right. invested in over the years. It is not a matter uh, in the study that isn't even that just involves the Lacrosse Fire Department being hosted by and conducted by the county, who has invested interest in all the communities uh, in Lacrosse County, not just Lacrosse. So it's not you looking for a way to feather Lacrosse Fire Department nest by getting more money getting more staff, and then taking care of ancillary communities that are outside the city. If you can offer fire protection, emergency protection, to a community that's that's got a full-time, part-time fire department, and you can offer them a little more coverage for not more money or very little more money, I would be, I would be all over that. I would be It's livid. worth talking about, right? I would yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Talk is just conversation. And if the answer ends up no, I would be livid if I was a member, a, a citizen in one of those three communities that is not participating in the study. If I found that out, I would be furious. How dare you say we've got it covered? We're good. We're good. When your house catches on fire or you have an emergency, you darn well better be getting as much help as you can from as many places as you can. Right on. Yikes. So the offers that are on the table right now, we've offered to all the area fire departments to uh, increase our mutual aid to automatic aid. That's where we'd send the departments we would expect at a large fire like a commercial fire. Why not just send the two or three that will probably end up there anyway and yeah. just get the closest rigs to the scene. Right. Uh, there's the technology. computer decides yeah. where it is. Technology is the available out there off. to grab the closest rigs. So yeah. if you're having a heart attack in your driveway, it doesn't matter what sticker's on the door. We get the closest right responder there. Well, and it's really unfortunate yeah. that people would be more interested in getting involved after there's been some kind of a tragedy. Yep. So we're here to help. Offers have been extended out to Onalaska and Shelby to discuss uh, the potential for just joint sharing of stations as we look to expand and relocate some of our stations. Um, we're, we're trying to partner and work with people. I encourage members of all the communities to contact me and contact your local fire chiefs. Get engaged with what's going on and uh, let's have a great discussion about making public safety better for the whole region. At least 
these, and when you said that it should be capital D, it's discussion. It's just talk. Nobody's asking anyone to sign anything or agree to. Before we start this meeting, you're in. None of that. I appreciate just you guys talk. having me on today. Thank hey, you. Hey, thanks for being on. I, I appreciate that very much. Yikes. You were protecting your, your family and your property. Wouldn't you want to look further into that if you could do all of that better, more efficiently? Except for three communities in La Crosse County, the answer is yes, thank goodness.